Hello and welcome to another edition of Write with Influence, where I share my persuasive writing and messaging techniques for making more sales in your business. Today we're going to be facing an uncomfortable truth that it's not always easy to admit but can be used to your advantage. And that is to ask yourself, why do potential customers possibly hate your industry? Now this sounds like an odd question to ask. Why would we be critical of the very industry that we work in? Well, here's why. If there are frustrations that people have about your industry, customers may also make the assumption that, well, all companies in this industry are the same. So when you come along with your offer, someone might think, well, that sounds great, but I've been burned before. And how you can use this to your advantage is to acknowledge those frustrations, identify them, acknowledge them, and then show that you're different. A great copywriting example of this, and I know I've heard this story and I've read this because it stuck with me, but since reading about it, I have searched high and low and been unable to find the source. But do you know what? Even if it's invented, it's a really good illustration of this. The story goes that a plumbing firm wanted their advert to stand out in the phone book back in the day when you advertised in the phone book. And they did some research about what people didn't like and they looked at those frustrations. And then what they did is they flipped them around and used them as an advertising advantage. So their advert read, we'll turn up on time and smelling nice. Apparently, back in the day, whenever this was, plumbers didn't have the greatest reputation for being on time or, you know, smelling favorably. So I want you to do a bit of research and explore some possible frustrations that people might have about your industry. And I really recommend actually talking to people and trying to hear it in in their own language, the things that really get on their nerves about the industry that you work in. Um, For the purpose of this podcast, I decided to enlist my dad for some help. So I called him up and I probably made the mistake of asking him just in general the things that frustrated him. I probably should have narrowed the focus a little bit because, well, as he admitted himself, he could have gone on and on and on. But here are some of the highlights. For example, travel agents. This is what really frustrates my dad about travel agents. Brochures. I don't know whether you've bought, you've used a travel agent brochure uh, recently. Yes, they describe the hotels. Yes, they describe the facilities. You want to know how much you're going to be paying? Can't do it. Go online to find out our prices. Go online to find the prices. Why should I? If I was going to go online to find the prices, I wouldn't be using a bloody travel agent. Travel agents are redundant. And uh, as a matter of fact, Thomas Cook's share prices dived dramatically recently. I wonder why. Now, if you listen really carefully, you can just about hear my brother desperately trying not to laugh as he recorded that track. Uh, Who knew that someone could get so upset over travel agent brochures that don't include the price. But if one person's willing to say it out loud, then other people may be thinking about it. So it is worth doing this research because some of these industry frustrations might surprise you. For example, what about call centres that offer customer service support? Call centres that are set up to deal with uh, complaints. How come that my call is important to them but there are never enough people on the switchboard. Why don't they answer me immediately? Why don't they deal with my complaints immediately? This is a different story. 
if I'm ringing up to buy something, then they're on to me immediately. Despite being retired, it seems that my dad's life is still pretty stressful. Now, if you don't have a Douglas Harrison at hand to churn out some rants for you, one thing you can do is to go to your current customers, people that you've got a good relationship with, and ask them, you know, before working with with you, did they have any hesitations about working with someone who does what you do? Or had they ever had a bad experience from another supplier? I've definitely done this in the past and it's a really interesting source of information. Some of the feedback that I get with copywriting is, I wasn't sure that someone would be able to capture my voice or I wasn't sure if the copy would be really pushy and I didn't want to upset my audience by coming across as salesy or sleazy. So there probably were some hesitations before someone decided to work with you and these can be a great source of information to use in your copy as little persuasive sound bites by showing you know, that you understand their concerns, but also that you're different. Now, it's important to note that if you're asking particularly about whether they've had a bad experience with another supplier, this isn't, this information isn't there to bash the competition. You don't suddenly say, oh, we're better than all of those other companies who rip you off and give you terrible service. You can use this information to elevate yourself above the competition, but without knocking them in the process. And here's how I did it with one of my clients uh, a couple of years ago that worked really, really well. So they were a property management firm based in Phoenix, Arizona, and they wanted to do a direct mail campaign for distant landlords. So a distant landlord is someone who owned a property in Phoenix, but they didn't live close by. They probably lived in another state. And so they weren't able to manage the property themselves and they would have a property manager to do so. And so they wanted to do this postcard campaign very simply to, um, you know, mail out to people that they knew had properties in Phoenix, but didn't live there. So chances are they were already using another property manager. And they said to me, you know, we want to obviously try and get them to switch from a competitor. But it's very important that we don't criticize the competitor because um, because it's not legal for us to call them out. So I asked them, well, tell me some of the frustrations that they would have. And they said, well, they get very frustrated in terms of communication or a lack thereof. So because they don't live near their property, it's really important that they have up-to-date information about anything that's happening. And sometimes property managers just wouldn't get back to them within you know, days it would be before they would return their calls or their emails. And that was a big source of frustration. And um, another one was maintenance invoices. So a property manager would often send a maintenance invoice to the client. And again, they kind of had to take it on trust that that maintenance was necessary. And, you know, did they really need to be paying for this invoice? Because again, they couldn't just swing by the property and check. And finally, it was just this sort of lack of um, of transparency around what is happening with my property in terms of the tenants. Are they paying the rent on time? Are they paying the rent at all? Are they looking after the place? And this made people feel, from their experience, they knew that this made people property owners very uncomfortable. It made them feel vulnerable that they didn't have the full picture of how their property was being managed. 
So we decided to include this information in the postcard campaign, but just very simply by saying on the front, look, if you're a distant landlord, you've probably got these frustrations. You want to know how your property is doing, how your property is doing today, not in three or four days time. You want fast communication. Um, You want to know if the money that you're paying for maintenance is actually necessary because you're not there to check. And you don't want to be worried about whether someone is actually looking after your property, if the rent's getting paid and if it's getting paid on time. And then on the back of the postcard, we simply explained how my client was specifically positioned to deal with those things and the services that they had to ensure fast communication, transparency around maintenance. And so what we were doing was pairing each of the frustrations with a service that my client offered to solve those frustrations. And it worked really well. Within, I think it was two or three days, they had someone call up and this was a cold list. This was direct mail. Um, They were not familiar with my client, but someone called up and said, I'm ready to switch. They weren't even, it wasn't a lead. They were ready to go there and then and move their business to my client because they said, this is exactly the kind of frustrations that we have. So it worked really, really well. And it, what it does is it shows empathy that you're seeing things from your customer's perspective, that you understand the problems that they have and the frustrations that they have. And then that leads really nicely into positioning you as an expert to solve those problems. So the way to use industry hates and industry frustrations is to highlight those frustrations um, and concerns. You don't even need to mention the competition, but then show how you are positioned and you are qualified to address and solve and eliminate those frustrations. Just remember though, that in the, um, in the interest of self-esteem, make sure that you keep the focus to your industry, you know, criticisms of the industry. And remember that this isn't to you personally. My dad, for example, is a harsh critic. There's no doubt about that, but he's, well, as he admits, probably the hardest critic on himself. Do you sometimes struggle with the idea that people actually like you? Yes, most yeah. of the time. I do. Well, why would anybody like me? <laughs> yeah. You know, I know what I'm about. I, you know, I'm under no illusions here. You know. <laughs> Man, yeah. I, have the, I have the same thing. I'm always really surprised when people <laughs> to, uh, spend time with me. <laughs> yeah, I do. I know that you and I... <laughs> We're very critical. We're very critical of others, um, but I think we put ourselves in the same camp. Yes, yes. I mean, it has been said. I find it hard to believe that you and I. There, there are certain similarities between you and I. I no, I'm, no, I'm not no, sure. No. I'm not sure I believe it. it. No, no, no. I don't buy it. But, but yeah, maybe, maybe a couple of things like that. Yeah. So whilst it is important to ask the question of what people don't like about us or our industry, don't let it make you lose sight about what people do like about you. Don't forget, if you have a copy question, you can submit it into the comments below for a future episode. Free copy advice, what's not to like. Till next time, keep believing.